All right, and we are back. Welcome, guys. We got a six-team slate to talk about here in this video, coming to you live from us players, right? Uh, no, but we are. Uh, we break down the six-team slate uh, in this video. Also, make content for player prop sites, prize picks, underdog, and parlay play. Response to the video, that would be parlay. As you're not on it, you can use the code DKDFS or the link down below for a $100 deposit match bonus. Uh, just they just made an update too, where uh, you can now win 110x and 155x your money uh, if you are really feeling risky. Um, also, we got a nice discount here in Alvin Kamara. So make sure to take advantage of that. Again, guys, if you do click the link and deposit, it does help support the channel. And for looking for more content, as always, DFS for prop stuff, you can check my Patreon link down below. Let's recap the last couple of nights. Last night was a very solid night for me. Um, could have been better if, oh, I don't know, Steph Tur Steph Curry didn't get pick up five fouls. Massive foul trouble to punish me. Incredible. Incredible how bad I run every night. But basically, my, my breakdown for this slate was, well, he had to take a stand one way or the other. I said, you're either you know, going heavy in that Spurs game, hoping it's his competitive, or you're going a bit underweight, looking to the Spurs centers, one of Porta slash Middleton, and, and kind of playing for the blowout. That's the way that I went. I went blowout. Uh, so I went Portis, Collins, Mamouk, Bailey. Ended up working out. Um, rounded it out with Simons, Steph, Kaminga. I was I was hoping that one of Chris Paul or Wiggins would sit. They both ended up playing Jalen Brown and Jeremy Grant. So it was a solid night there. And then tonight, I felt like I had the right script. Loaded up on the Cavs at Luka Doncic, who started slow, but has really been picking it up. My last piece in filler, DeAnthony Melton. It's just, again, more proof, right? There's no one. No one on planet Earth that runs with me. Okay, so again, we'll be making videos here the next few days for the holidays i'll be back normal setup uh the 26th so we'll be getting some videos here from the old basement but um yeah let's talk about this slate we'll start off with utah and detroit's so for utah i don't think we'll be seeing clarkson Keontae george or marrier at seven it's a back-to-back -back, so is there a chance that like laurie or john collins sit sure um now as far as the top end guys go i mean marking in at 8.7 so how many minutes did he finish with today? i actually want to see that um because the minutes weren't amazing on him Curious where he ended up. That was a competitive game there against the Cavs. They ended up losing. Okay, so you did see 36 minutes for Lori. So, uh, 36 minutes for Lori, 36 minutes for Fettuccine Alfredo, uh, 30 minutes for Walker Kessler, 34 for Sexton, 30 for THT, and 20 for Olenek, 23 for John Collins on the bench, 16 for Dunn, 16 for Gachi. So they actually ran a somewhat normal rotation for once, the Jazz. Um, if they run a rotation like that again in this matchup, then yeah, I have interest in marketing. I like Sexton. I like THT. I think factor in salary, THT, Sexton are going to look pretty good. Again, you saw what? 30 minutes for THT, 34 minutes for Sexton. Uh, again, they're still solid, uh, you know, solid place here against Detroit if they get some more minutes. I don't think I can play 7.2K John Collins off the bench. Uh, Walker Kessler, he's been up and down, right? It's just like, it's hard to predict. Uh, he was didn't do much tonight, what, 10 and 5, unless he had like 20 blocks or something. Yeah, only two blocks in a steal. So he's all over the place production-wise, but I obviously like his upside in tournaments. Nothing else that really stands out to me. I think everyone else is priced up a bit. Now for the Detroit side, so, I mean, they've been getting blown out like every single game. But this is a game you would think uh, should stay competitive against the Jazz. You got Isaiah Stewart, who is probable also. Uh, Killing Hayes is probable. So, my guess is to go back to the normal starting lineup of Cade, uh, Killing Hayes, McDonavich, Stuart Thompson, Isaiah Stewart. Um, and then the question would be okay, so 
with boobs and the rotation of Wiseman slash Bagley. They've kind of been going back and forth with those two. I don't think I'd mess with either, but one of those guys probably gets slashed from the rotation. All right, at the top, so we've got to talk about Cade Cunningham. Played 44 minutes last game. 44. Like, what is that? If you get anywhere close to that again from Cade, then obviously he looks great at the top. McDonavich played 39 minutes, so... I mean, if you do get a com- the competitive games are rare for the Pistons, but if you do and you get similar rotation to last game, then these Pistons are going to look pretty good. Now, the minutes in a sort Thompson didn't make a ton of sense. He was like playing decent and then just never came back in. So that one's a little bit tricky. And I'll stay away from the backup bigs. Ivy with Killen Hayes back. Eh. Isaiah Stewart's fine at 5.6, but he's been really bad. I mean, I said it since once the Pistons signed him the contract. That was the worst, one of the worst contracts I've ever seen. Signing Stewart to what was it like 70 million or something? It was like four. I forget what the exact contract was. That is an awful contract. Um, all right, let's talk about New Orleans and Cleveland. So, uh, for New Orleans, you got Zion, JV, and Herb Jones. Zion, JV, Herb Jones, and Cody Zeller are all questionable. This one's a bit hard to talk about. If they're all out, then yeah, guys like Ingram and CJ are going to look good. Trey Murphy's going to play big minutes. As far as who starts the five, I mean, they might have to dust off like JRE in that scenario if JV and Cody Seller are out. I mean, you might see some small ball Najee Marshall. Guys like Daniels and Hawkins would probably have to play big minutes. Um, so there'd be a lot to like here from the Pals of all those guys are out. If they're all in, then I think the main three guys, Ingram, Zion, and CJ, and JV, the main four, I should say, all look decent. No priorities. Um, so this one's going to come down to injury news. Now on the Cleveland side, so assuming Mitchell's out again, there's a lot to like here. I don't think we're going to see Garland or Mobley for a bit. Um, we'll keep an eye on Mitchell. It's just an illness. I think there's a chance he could play. But if he sits, then we're going to be, you know, probably going heavy on the Cavs once again. I think the two standouts would be Craig Porter Jr. and Karis LeVert. But, you know, you saw Sam Merrill go absolutely insane tonight. He's a guy that if he makes the shots, does have a pretty high ceiling. Um, Strew should play big minutes. We know Jared Allen's going to play big minutes. Okoro should play 30-plus minutes. Um, Niang got a, a minutes bump off the bench. So there'd be a good amount to like here from Cleveland if Donovan Mitchell is out. Um, if Don Mitchell's in, not as much. I think Mitchell himself would probably be the guy to look to first. Um, and then a lot of these Cavs would be more secondary plays. Indiana and Memphis. So this is a game that should be played at a pretty fast pace. A 10.8K for Halliburton. He's been, you know, kind of playing um, in a little bit of a, a rut recently, Tyrus Halliburton. But reasonable price point. Um, good spot for him. Nice bounce back. He was playing well tonight, and the game blew out. Um, so, yeah, I think Halliburton's a, a solid contrarian spot up there at the top. Miles Turner, 7.8K. Eh. Fine. The wings is where it always gets tricky. I mean, they go with the hot hand with like Mather and Heald, Top and Bruce Brown, Naismith. Price points are up on all these guys. Makes it kind of hard to prioritize. I will say they did run Jalen Smith as the backup center over Isaiah Jackson tonight. Um, so that is something to mention. 4.9K is not an amazing price point, but if you get like, you know, 16 to 18 minutes from Jalen Smith, could make him playable. Let's talk about Memphis. So we talk about this man, Ja Goat. You guys know my feelings on Ja. You know I love him. And first game back, hits a game winner, 34-6-8. You just love to see it, man. You love to see Ja back. Um, 35 minutes was more than I thought he would play. Um, now you get a fantastic spot against the Pacers. If you get some more minutes for Ja Moran again, I really like him here at 9.5K. One of the one of my favorite spin-ups on the board. Guys like Bain and Triple J are playable because the matchup more tournament plays. Marcus Smart looks like he's close to returning, but not yet. Um, Vince Williams, 5.2. Like 35 minutes. I mean, he's playing big minutes right now. I think he's reasonable. Uh, the rest of the rotation is kind of tough to nail down with some of these centers with like Roddy barely played last game, Zaire Williams, Conchar. I don't know if I can mess with anything else here from Memphis. Clippers and OKC, it comes down to James, uh, or it comes down to Paul George, I should say. Paul George out, Harden, Kawhi look really good. 
and then you're going to give him your coffee starting. He'd be a fine value. I think I would prefer Powell, though, who would play more off the bench as well. Zubach would get a little more usage as well. There'd be a good amount to like here from the Clippers if Paul George is out. Paul George is in, not a ton. I mean, the price points on the top of you guys all went up to a point where none of them would stand out. Uh, so this, this team would look pretty unappealing if Paul George is in. Um, so again, big news there for the Thunder. Pretty easy to talk about. You got Shea at 10-2. He's their clear go-to guy. A little revenge spot if you guys are into that. You got Shat at a reasonable price point, 7-4. Uh, again, does have a pretty high ceiling. Seven for 40 plus last couple of games. The mid-range options, I mean, they're fine. You got Jalen Williams at 6-4, reasonable. You got Josh Giddy, 6.1. You know, the minutes have, have not been great on him, but um, he has had three of the last four games. He's gone for 40 plus. Lou Dort's minutes in production kind of been all over the place as well, but they're all playable options. You want to take shots and see these bench guys you can but just i never trust this rotation like isaiah joe you would think probably plays around 20 minutes uh case and walls to see rotation minutes you probably see a little bit of the big Jalen williams as well um uzman jang's been seeing rotation minutes as well recently 3.5k but again the thunder bench rotation is hard to trust burrs and bulls so you got Wembayama 9k i mean i think he looks good at the top Assuming he starts at the five, assuming they run that same starting lineup and then move Zach Collins back to the bench, then yeah, I really like the ceiling here in Wambayama. Um, as long as he can avoid foul trouble, I think he looks great. The rest of the Spurs, more secondary plays. Keldon Vassell, reasonable options. Sohan's fine. Uh, Brainham, eh. Trey Jones, eh. I don't think I can play Zach Collins assuming he moves back to the bench. But yeah, the clear standout there would be Wambayama. On the Bulls side, good amount to like from the Bulls, in my opinion. I like DeRozan. I like Kobe White. I like Vooch in a great spot. You know, the Bulls, they're running a tight rotation. This is where the offense is running from these top three guys. I like all three of DeRozan, Kobe White, and Vucevic. The, the price point of Pat Williams, I think, is a little bit high. I think Crusoe's fine. He was someone that I played tonight. Uh, price point did drop, jump $1,000, though. So, and then Drummond's going to play the backup five, but he feels a little bit pricey. But, yeah, the main interest for me would be the top three guys, DeRozan, White, and Vooch. And finally, Orlando and Milwaukee. Also, one thing to note, too, um, DraftKings, they removed the two late games from the main slate. Um... I'm honest, me personally, I'm not a big fan of that. Um, I prefer uh, just when they just conclude every game. Uh, so we'll see if they continue to do that. But it looks like they're either going to have, what, late, either like a two-game late slate or just shut on slate. But, um, yeah, I prefer when all the games are on the slate. Uh, but, yeah, so Orlando, Milwaukee, uh, Magic side, a little bit of blowout risk here. But um, top-end guys, Paolo and Franz, I do give the edge to Paolo when those two guys are similar price point. Um, Monica Jr. barely played uh, tonight. It sounded like he was going to play somewhat normal minutes, and he like didn't get much run at all. So can't go to him unless we get confirmation he's back to normal minutes. Uh, obviously, can't go to like Bataze and Mo Wagner. Um, I think Suggs and Cole Anthony are like, fine plays, but not standouts. Again, they're going to split the point guard position. Nothing else really here for the Magic. And finally, the Bucks. It just comes down to Giannis. This is going to change everything, right? If Giannis is in, then it's kind of the same thing as always. You know, Giannis looks good at the top. Dame obviously has a ceiling. Middleton, Portis, Lopez all be playable. But if Giannis is out, then it changes everything. Then we're loading up on the Bucks. Then Middleton and Lillard become two of the best plays of the slate. Portis would be one of the best plays of the slate. Lopez would look better. More uses from Malik Beasley. And then we start considering some of these gross values like Jackson and Conton and Marshawn Beauchamp. Uh, so there'd be a ton to like here from the, from the Bucks if Giannis is out. All right, guys. So that's going to wrap it up for the video. As always, if you do enjoy, just make sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. And I'll see you guys all in the next video.